Front office, please hold. Jerry, it's Frank Costanza. Mr. Steinbrenner is here. George is dead. Call me back. <laughs> I knew that was exactly what you were going with. It's Amazing. probably one of three types of voicemails you leave me ever. It's uh, it's a. What'd you trade Jay Buna for? <laughs> He's got a rocket for an arm. He hit thirty-two home runs. <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're doing. God, I love oh. it. Frank Costanza, one of the best comedic characters of all time. Um, welcome to another week of the Front Office Podcast, everybody. Your boys are back. Uh, thank you for everybody who listened to last week's uh, episode where we chatted a little bit about MMA. Um, again, I think that uh, we each had some interesting perspectives. And Kev, what I will say is my brother is uh, not impressed with your performance on, uh, on, on your MMA takes. So <laughs> you Listen, I do my best with a very limited skill set. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, kicking it off this week, so we're actually going to uh, go down a, a more, you know, more probably you know modern traditional route um, this week in regards to what we're going to talk about and kind of sh- you know stray away from uh, our, our normal talking points. But first, um, what I want to bring out is uh, Jethro, you have you know you have since moved into your new house with your wife and kids um so you're coming to us live for the first time from your new home office what's uh what's that like buddy it doesn't have lights in it (laughs) uh it's 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 a nice change of pace it's a nice change of pace uh you know all all the monies from uh the website have uh helped to contribute to this new studio so uh i would like to thank you well you know, it's, uh, it's, it's great, man. You know, we, uh, we definitely would love to, to come and see it as soon as we're able to, but, uh, as we know at 12.01 tonight, um, that will not be possible for the next 28 days at least, but, uh, Hey, soon enough, we will uh, be able to go see the, uh, the beautiful new, um, Chateau de Constant. I already got the vaccine passport ready. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Passport these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Kev, we have uh, taken a little bit of a break from the Weird Weekly Wager. Um, I know. I've been pissed about that. Yeah. So, I want to get back on the horse this week. Um, so, it's going to be me and uh, you and I. And uh, I have uh, a pretty unique bet that we can, uh, that we can look forward to. The Masters is this weekend coming up, but yes. we are not going to bet on the Masters. Why would we? Tiger's not competing. Exactly. So um, what I actually wanted to look at was a baseball bet. So the Toronto Blue Jays and the Los Angeles Angels start a four-game series tomorrow. Okay. So here is what we are going to bet on. Who is going to hit more home runs combined? Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Or Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero. Wow, that one's tough for two reasons. One, Bichette's been on fire lately, and two, I hate baseball. Unless it's the Sandlot, I'd rather be gambling on the Masters. I love putting baseball on to take an awesome afternoon nap. I enjoy playing the sport when I find, you know. 15 friends that casually like playing baseball because it's one of the hardest sports to get a pickup game going, I find. But uh, I'm going to go with, uh, ah, what the hell, I'll go with Toronto. Okay, hey, so hey. got Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero. Um, and I have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. So that is, uh, that is the bet for this week. So let's put that on the board. All right, so now that that's set, easy peasy, um, we're going to get right into it this week, everybody. 
based on the success of you know our recent podcast, I am athlete, the the obvious monster that Last Chance U has become. We kind of wanted to take a, a little turn this week and and go more into the real life um, you know scenarios and, and chats and whatnot. So we are actually going to have a discussion and kind of talk about what our experiences were like as collegiate athletes. Um, again, we, we played with each other for, uh, for four years from 2003, 2006. Um, I know Jet and Kev, you guys were there for, uh, for another year after me, but uh, obviously we spent uh, a really, really, you know, good and impactful four years together playing, you know, college football, going to class, um, you know, obviously experiencing what it was like to be a student athlete. Um, so again, I just want to, you know, maybe get some stories thrown out there and maybe get, you know, all of our takes on what it really meant to each of us to, to be a collegiate athlete and, you know, kind of go from there and what our experience was like, because obviously we all had different experiences. So um, maybe Jed, I'll throw it over to you and you can kind of get us kicked off because you're kind of the OG in regards to the, uh, you know, to the Ottawa group. I'd say that, um, it's a it's a tale of two situations I would say uh, when I think back to my college days because it was it was bittersweet it was bitter because it I I I experienced a lot of what politics and sports was uh, but it was sweet because the the brethren that I inherited while playing are still my boys now like, you know, over a decade later. So there's, there's no, there's nothing that will bring you closer than, you know, playing on a sports team where, you know, you put in your blood, sweat, tears, you hang out with your teammates more than you hang out with your significant others. You know, you eat together, you, 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 maybe you go to the bar and you scrap together, uh, you know, um, but that bond is, is a bond that can't be broken. You know what I mean? And to be honest, a lot of the politics that were involved, I know from my end, kind of made me want to walk away, maybe not from the sport, but maybe walk away from the situation. But I just had such a strong uh, relationship with my teammates. Like, look at this show right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing a show right now with two guys that were on the other side of the ball you know what I mean but they're they're my boys but it's also one of the reasons I it made me go into coaching because I didn't want I well not said in what I wanted to be a part of something that where politics wouldn't be as involved you know what I mean to, to, to almost bring a bit more of a sense of um, purity to the game where it was like, if you're the best player at that position, you're going to play. It's not because, you know, we want someone that's in your family to contribute. We don't want to dress you ahead of the next person because you're friends with a big time recruit or, you know, any, any foolishness like that, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because that's a reality that a lot of kids going into college ball don't realize actually exists that there is a lot of politics in sports. They're just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna be, be the best I can be. And, you know, politics won't get involved. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Like if you're a, a, a talent, you know, or you have like, a, you know, like a Kevin Kelly role or, or you got, or you got that, that, that's, that smooth pass pro like Kyle Kirkwood, you know what I mean? It, it, it's undeniable. <clears throat> but sometimes when you're on the fence and, you know, uh, the, the biggest thing with me, I remember, is that I had, I had guys playing ahead of me. And then the next season, those guys that were playing ahead of me were cut, but I was still around. So it's like, wait, what? Hold on. Something doesn't make sense. I should be the one who's cut if I didn't perform. But, you know, anyway. I, I could go on forever with this, but I, it, it's just to say that the dichotomy was that there's politics on one side that would make you want to walk away, but the the strength of the bond that you make with your 
friends who end up being your brothers that your kids end up calling uncles in the future is just so strong and just overwhelming that you can't you can't just walk away from it you know what i mean so that's that's my two cents really yeah and i mean you know we obviously know your story you know more than more than most and you know you uh you know, you you did stick out you know a very tough situation but I think going back to your comment of you know you being around when other guys weren't, I mean that just goes to show a testament to one your your will, your dedication, and and ultimately, I mean, there, regardless of what anybody was going to say, I mean, it's easy to get rid of somebody if they don't mean something to the team, and your talent was obviously looked at in a different light than it should have been, but you, the impact that you had on a lot of the, the guys on the, on the team, like Kevin and I included, but more, you know, more so the, the young group that, that was coming up after us. I mean, that's, that's really the impact that that was left by you. And that's why, I mean, you know, we're talking about to this day, like 18 years later, when, <laughs> when we, when we first step on the field, like, you know, you're still regarded as, as one of the, you know, the, the top guys from our group, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's very difficult, you know, to, to, you know, go through it. I I know that. Um, And obviously I think we've all kind of been through it in a different regard, but uh, yeah, man, like, you know, everything that, that you did, everything that, that you, that you were a part of impacted everybody. So yeah, it's never going to be, you know, an equal situation for, you know, for every single player. And that's why I wanted to have this discussion so that way we can, you know, kind of address these things and, you know, kind of talk about our own experiences. So anybody listening to this who might be going through the same thing can, you know, either, either relate to it or, you know, try and avoid, you know, any types of situations like that. How about you there, Bo Sebas? Well, this is not my um, uh, first choice for topics for today's show. My hope was to do top five football movies, but, uh, you know, we got to give the fans what they want. So I'll tell you all about my experience at college. Um, you know, it was tough for me. I was an inner city kid. I grew up with a single mother in and out. CAS was always there to look out for me. Sometimes I'd have to sleep on the streets. And then uh, a private school coach saw me playing basketball all the time, recruited me, put me on scholarship, and I would bust in. Uh, I used to sleep in a laundromat at night. Uh, but, you know, I was a big body, and they wanted to put me to use some football. And probably around Thanksgiving, um, a family – uh, at the school saw me walking down the street with my clothes in a grocery bag and uh, they adopted me and uh, started living with them my, my adopted father owned a couple of Taco Bells um, my adopted mother great lady uh, interior decorator a little rough around the edges but you know sweetheart just an absolute sweet sweetheart um, she uh, you know she really took me in as one of my own gave me a driver's license and uh, they bought me a truck because they were rich um, and then, uh, I mean, it all, I look back on it now and it was a hard time, but, uh, I moved on. I won a Super Bowl. It had a great career. And, uh, for that reason, um, you know, I really, I really enjoyed my experience. I really did my college experience. It's definitely my favorite, favorite moment in, uh, in my football journey for sure. <laughs> oh, I didn't mention, I did go to the school that. Uh, my adopted parents also went to. It was a big thing, big thing with the league, but uh, it all worked out. You forgot about the book and the movie that we read about your life, too. Oh, uh, yeah, it's coming yeah. out. I call it the side that you can't see well from. <laughs> Is it going to be part of Oprah's book club? I would imagine. At least Sandra Bullock's. <laughs> Oh my but, God. Uh, no, honestly, Kyle, uh, my college experience was great. Um, probably it took a, a bit of a turn um, when I got into a fight with my, my fiance at the time and decided to go drinking and driving. I got pulled over by the police. I was sent to prison, but unfortunately, I was sent to a prison which had a, a pretty strict warden, and that warden would come down hard on, on us inmates. Um, but it was one of those prisons, they, they tried to think of some outside of the box ideas. So they used to play a, um, an annual uh, prisoners versus guards football game. 
And, uh, you know, me with my background, a lot of the guys in prison not having much football experience, I took it upon myself to coach them up as best I could. And our ragtag group of sodomists did our best to get together and, uh, and, and play our hearts out against, against the, uh, the, uh, the security guards who were steroid users too. Um, I'm pretty sure Stone Cold Steve Austin was there. Um, there was a bunch of guys in there. Diamond Dallas Page before he went all yoga. Um, he was in there. And uh, yeah, we played a game. We won. We won. We ended up winning by a yard. It was a long, pretty long yard. But um, it was it was something, Kyle. But uh, yeah, you know what? Tales of comparison to my college career. Really miss that, to be honest. Oh, man. You know what? I, I kind of figured you were going to fuck around tonight. And the fact that you recited those literally as well as you just did just made up for everything. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. Um, so for anybody who, who don't know, um, Kev is referring to uh, two of his favorite football movies, which, again, he wanted to talk about tonight. But uh, The Blind Side and, uh, and The Longest Yard. Um, <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, I, I wish we could have a serious conversation. <laughs> Do we ever have those? No, we don't. Uh, oh, um, uh, well, I get, I mean, I could talk about my college experience if you want to hear about it. Um, I'm, I'm dying to hear about your college experience. Well. Yeah, okay, so I obviously wasn't adopted or anything like that. Like, I had, I had great parents. My father, who was uh, the foreman at our steel mill, um, he, I would work there usually in the summers. And I was a pretty good high school player, but it was always my dream as a little kid to go to Notre Dame. Um, so what I did was I enrolled in the community college. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, I can't keep going. Uh, is what I said most of the time uh, in that junior college uh, study lounge. But... I worked hard and for four long years uh, and just going into like my last semester where I was still eligible to apply and, and go to Notre Dame, I made friends with a priest and we prayed quite a bit and I eventually got into Notre Dame and I had to go back to the steel mill, tell my dad I got into Notre Dame, but then I had to leave early. He wanted me to work some shifts, um, but I actually had a, a good friend of mine from high school football died at a steel mill incident. Um, so I, I really didn't want to work there anymore. So I went back early, went to camp, and I tried real hard. I got beat up a lot. I was a pipsqueak compared to the rest of the guys. Uh, but the D-line coach really liked me, really had a thing for me. He thought I was a pretty good guy. Called me Rudiger for some reason. Um, anyhow, didn't play much. Got in on special teams in my last game. It was great. Um, guys picked me up on their shoulders. Not sure why. Lots of people were chanting my name. Um, goes down as one of the greatest stories in the history of Notre Dame football. But that was my experience. It's not, you know, everyone's experience. Uh, most people get to play more than one game in, uh, in their um, 17 years of college at Notre Dame. But uh, the priest and I are still buddies. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, you know what the funny part is, is that I actually want you to keep going with different stories. <laughs> I, do as possible. All night. <laughs> I do this all night. Uh, but, but again, like, you know, Everything that that you're talking about, Kev, like like this is the kind of shit that that we would do, you know, as yeah. as, as players and as uh, as as college students. I mean, we'd uh, we definitely have a lot of fun, you know. Obviously, and, you know, especially during those times where we're you know waking up at five in the morning to go do dryland training, you know, in the winter time we're we're going to practice at ten o'clock at night and not being done until midnight and. The only thing that kept us sane was was being stupid and uh, you know playing Call of Duty until three a.m. <laughs> during exam season. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was definitely a wise um, a wise decision. Um, it, it prepared us to you know, to make split second you know uh, split second decisions and uh, and really you know test our fortitude by you know going and writing a. 60% of our grade exam on two hours of sleep. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I legit uh, remember an all nighter with Jethro 
after Gigi night when we had a leisure studies exam the next yes, day we were at Edge, and we came back from the bar, sat down in the living room, studied, walked over to class and wrote our exam. <laughs> Didn't we eat Ryan's pizza too? Oh yeah, he got very upset. <laughs> <laughs> My brother got upset? No. Oh no, the other round. No, true acts. No. I was trying not to drop names on the podcast, but whatever. <laughs> oh, he's a lawyer. He might sue us. It's <laughs> um, all right. There's no profit on this. We're good. Yeah, do you except from the website. Except from the website. Yeah. yeah. How much is? How many views we're at now? We're actually at um, uh, seventy-two views, which equals, I believe, two hundred and fifty dollars of Bitcoin. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah. Damn, I'll take it. Yeah. It's almost like Google. Yeah. We're, we're all over those nfts man all over them yeah nice <laughs> um but uh speaking of speaking of classes I, I mean jet you probably remember this and kev i know you do do you guys remember when we had um we had a class together i think it was fourth year and we're writing an exam and <laughs> damn it we don't see kevin you know as the exam starts like what's going on all right well i gotta write it so you know five minutes into the exam the door bursts open and there comes kevin sweaty you know he's got his backpack he's uh he's coming down the steps and it just so happens that the only seat available in the class is at the very front of the room (laughs) he literally has to walk by everybody as he goes down to his chair and as he passed by me I just got a whiff of something and <laughs> I look up and I, I kind of like, you know, lock eyes with Kevin as he's sitting down and he's <laughs> pissing himself laughing. So Kev, <sighs> why, why don't you kind of give us a breakdown of, of what you were doing prior to that and, <laughs> oh, and, why, and why you relate to the exam? All right. Well, to sum it up, th- this particular class, was in like the oldest building on campus where like you, you were lucky if they used asbestos in the desk desk like they were using something else oh, like yeah. the whole the whole building just reeked of 1892 like that's pretty much what it smelled like <laughs> pretty sure I was pretty sure for I that the, day pretty sure i saw the ghost of john a mcdonald <laughs> oh yeah he was there um anyways i'm on my way to the exam and maybe the nerves of the exam that we're about to write is hitting me and uh i get the sudden urge to uh have a bowel movement (laughs) as i've been known to do and uh decide to use the bathroom so go in the bathroom do my business i'm like five ten minutes late for this exam but sure enough it's an exam the doors are closed and it's an exam so all the kids are there, like all the students are there on exam day. So there is no chairs anywhere. <laughs> like on a normal class, there'd be chairs at the back because people are skipping. Nope, it's a full house. Yeah. And the only chair is like middle row of, of like the front. But the way it was designed was yeah. there was not room for people. It was like these floating pendulum <laughs> chairs that like a person would have to like scooch themselves in. And now my body has to get through there. And my bag is probably dragging on the next level of desks that people are writing on and like hitting their test sheets. And I'm wearing a Gigi tracksuit because why wouldn't I advertise this buffoonery? Um, and uh, I guess the smell of the poorly ventilated 1890s bathroom that I used before, like the one where you pull down a chain yeah. from, from the ceiling and it flushes. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the smell followed me throughout and the poor like four foot eight 80 pound lady that was sitting next to me for that like it was probably like great i have this nice room i can put my pencil case things are good i got lots of room I, there's a packed house but i got some space and then this <laughs> giant idiot walks in reeking I'm sweaty last sweat, night's yeah. supper giant sweaty smelly oh i man. was sweaty i was pretty sweaty I think I did well in that class, though. Oddly enough, I think we all did pretty well in that class. But that was uh, a good one, man. Oh, you know, that man, uh, man that, that, that it's still vivid in my mind of exactly what the classroom looked like, 
you know, who was in the class. And I remember like Jet, you were sitting on like the other side, so you didn't really get to, you know, get the the odor. The- yeah, the essence. Oh, oh man, the essence of Kevin. And like I said, I just saw the people beside me as he was walking by, and the, they had like a cringy look on their face. And finally he gets by me. <laughs> and I can't stop laughing as I'm writing. And it's, oh my God, it was so good. And the message I locked eyes with you of all people. I'm like, don't make me laugh, Kyle. Don't make me laugh. I know what's going on here. Don't make me laugh. Uh, I don't think I went back to that class ever again. I really don't. Um, well, we didn't have to. That was, I think that was our final exam, was it not? Oh, that was it. That was the end of it, yeah. yeah. Right, there you go. Yeah. See, that's probably why I knew I could take my time. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, but uh, I mean, like that's that's just one of those things that you know we talk about the stuff that went on on the field and the stuff that went on off the field. But like those are those are the ridiculous moments that you know just uh, you know keep keep our old uh, our old souls young. Um, Yeah, I I mean, you know, even from a playing perspective, Kev. Like I I remember you, and obviously you're a a newly minted um, you know Hall of Famer. Um, you know, being a three-time All-Canadian at your position, you know, so obviously you uh, you got to experience a lot of the, you know, the highlights that um, you know that that a collegiate football player, or a collegiate athlete for that matter, would would really want to to experience. And I mean, I've got a couple of stories that I'll tell <laughs> based on you know your, uh, your your playing career, but um, yeah, like, I mean, I look at everything that you were able to accomplish, and I mean, you know, those are obviously lifetime memories that you'll have, but you know, we're always going to refer back to the, to the embarrassing shit that, that makes us laugh anyway. <laughs> well, on, honestly, Kyle, probably the biggest thing for me in my collegiate career, like I, I grew up in uh, kind of the wrong side of the tracks and uh, my father was a big alcoholic. Um, I developed a bit of a drinking problem too, uh, but I managed to go to a, a, you know, a good school and I was competing for, you know, top end accolades. And uh, Omar Epps was there. Uh, he was our running back, and uh, you know things were good. We had we had a couple, we had one D lineman a little crazy, too many steroids, threw a girl across the room. Um, Omar had a close call one night. I had to we laid down in the middle of the street, um, but we ended up getting to a bowl bowl game with Coach Khan. It was good. Uh, things ended up working out for us. So, yeah, I remember those. You could say that it was a very good program that you were a part of. Yeah, it was a great D program for sure. It was a great D program. Oh man, this is this is fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, what am I at four now? I yeah, you're at four in. references. I, I want to see if you can actually get the fifth one in without actually like us, you know, giving you the, you know, the prompting for it. But uh, right I'm, sure you, I'm, right sure you I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. But uh, you know, Kev, actually, one story that that I wanted to you know talk talk about with you um, was when you went to the East West Bowl uh, oh, in the Valve in two thousand. <laughs> I think it was the spring of two thousand six, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, Quebec City. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the East West Bowl is, it is the um, the All Star Game that highlights draft eligible players for the following year's draft. So it's top players in the country. Um, coming from all over the place, um, and our, our boy Kevin here was the starting center for um, Team East. Um, he had a great week, uh, according to everybody that uh, that I had talked to, um, and you know, eventually ended up starting the game as you know we all expected. So very tight back and forth game, um, which ended up going into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Kev? Yep. Double overtime. Double overtime. But in the first overtime, um, you know, Team East is, you know, mounting a drive. They're they're marching in to, to you know, put the first points on the board. And, you know, packed house. There's about 25,000 people at Pep Stadium in Laval. Um, and I just so happened to be walking on the track, you know, down to that side of the field. So again crowds fairly fairly quiet because you know they want to be quiet for uh, for the offense to you know call their play and everything so they break the huddle and there goes kev he's going to lead the charge he's taking team east you know to the you know uh, to the line of scrimmage to score that touchdown and wouldn't you know it the man trips over his own feet and 
I did out. not trip over my feet. <laughs> Someone stepped on them. Regardless of what happened. Um, yeah, movement. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but again, you know, showing the athletic prowess that you had, and you know, Jet, you alluded to it back, you know, in your opening <laughs> statement with the Kelly roll. Kevin proceeded to do a full-scale somersault without missing any beat or momentum, came right back up to his feet and kept walking like nothing happened. However, 25,000 people in the stadium who witnessed said event all started laughing at the same time. Oh, I, so I could it hear. Went, it went from a very quiet, you know, uh, everybody's on the edge of their seat in overtime to pissing, them, pissing their pants laughing based on this giant man who just goes and trips over his own feet into a somersault and does like a double hand backspring right back up to uh, right back up to his feet. But that that was again one of the highlights for me when I'm looking at everything you were able to accomplish mm-hmm. in your career. Um, sure. One of the most uh, impressive feats, um, if uh, if I do say so myself. I'm going to say this right now. I'm so happy that we weren't uh, we weren't exactly playing the league with tons of media coverage. Because that was that was an all star oh. game that wasn't on TV, <laughs> and I don't even think there's a camera in the audience, so there is no video record of that happening. I will hold firm that it was my guard who stepped on my toes, and uh, I tripped as a result. However, it was pretty embarrassing. It's a I will, say, I will say this though. You guys were right there, like at <laughs> field level, and I could feel you and see you. Like I, I feel like I turned and looked, and I could just see you with like your hand over your mouth, <laughs> laughing your ass off. I'm like, God damn it! Fine, let's just score and get out of here. And we yeah. lost that game. We did lose. No, can you imagine if we did have the press coverage that you know that that some of the schools have nowadays? Especially I'd be for a top ten game. ESPN. Uh, every couple of months on blooper yeah, reels for sure. That would that would be a top ten blooper moment of all time. But even then, it's probably like top ten most athletic moments too, because you turned an unathletic moment into a very impressive athletic moment. So it's what I go for. <laughs> it really is what I go for. I'll almost like that. almost like turning a serious conversation into you know a segue to you critiquing movies and comparing your life towards I would <laughs> towards never. a Hollywood flick. I would never do that. You know this about me. God. I'll kind of give a, a little bit of, you know, my take on, uh, on, you know, my experience. Obviously, I think I'm the only one who came from out of town. So I was moving to a new city, um, you know, 17 years old, uh, you know, first time living away from home. Um, and and ultimately, like, experiencing a lot of, you know, things that, you know, I hadn't really gone through uh, before. But, you know, I I look at you know, some of the things that, you know, that went um, over the course of my career and, you know, with, uh, with university. And I mean, I, if I had to rank, you know, every year as, you know, my, my, my fun and enjoyment levels, I would say that my fourth year is probably the best and the worst at the same time. Um, I mean, everything off the field, that was probably the best time that I think any of us had, you know, um, you know, we were all, you know, the, the big men on campus, you know, we, uh, we all kind of knew what we were doing. We knew that, you know, we were coming to an end of, of that, you know, time of our life. So, I mean, I think all of us enjoyed that to the, to its fullest, but, you know, when I look at, you know, things that went on on the field and, you know, just from, you know, blowing out my shoulder the first week of training camp to coming back too soon, not getting it fixed. And then, you know, really, you know, to my standard, struggling, you know, a lot on the field when it you know, came to you know, taking you know, some painkillers and stuff like that to try and, you know, get through um, and not performing to the, to the level that I wanted to. I mean, that was really the, you know, the, the part that I look back on, you know, every time we, we kind of get together and talk about these stories like that, that, that doesn't really stick out to me as, you know, a very fun time, like my individual performance and, you know, just everything that kind of ensued from there. But, you know, obviously, like having having the team success that we did over the course of, of you know how long we were there, building from you know to be honest, a very shitty program, you know, to you know to a national powerhouse. I mean, that was obviously something that we can all kind of you know take a little bit of pride and 
um, and solace in. But, you know, for me personally, like I said, you know, it, it was, it was a very tough, you know, tough thing because I did enjoy it. And, you know, Jet, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you were talking about it. Like you, you kind of question a lot of things when you're going through that because it's fun. It's great in one sense, but it, it sucks and it just drains the life out of you in another sense. So it's trying to find that balance and really trying to like act happy when sometimes you're not. And, you know, that's, that, that's the, the fun part about it. And people would, would probably, or sorry, that's the unfun part about it. And, you know, people will probably look at that and questions like, yeah, well, you know, look at all the, you know, the stuff that you guys were accomplishing and look at this and, you know, you guys were a great team and, you know, great group of guys. And obviously, you know, things ended up, you know, going fairly well, but, you know, the, the struggles, man, like it, it's, it's no joke when, when people start to talk about things like, you know, you can be the happiest person in the world and be miserable on the inside. Like, you know, and that's, that's, you know, the mental health battle that I think people are, are battling every day. And, um, you know, it, it happens. And especially with athletes and people don't see that, right. Because, you know, we're out there doing something that we love to do, but it could be something that we're forcing ourselves to do just to maintain that persona that we've built up for ourselves. Like I remember every time I would go back home in, in, in fourth year, all anybody ever wanted to talk about was football. And every conversation I had, I was wishing that someone would just bring up something else. So I didn't have to talk about it. And then I come back, you know, to, to see you guys. And then, you know, it's fine. We, we talk about whatever, because I don't think any of us talked about football. We were sick of football. <laughs> yeah, we were sick of it. Exactly. I didn't even like watching it on TV when we played. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, you know, it, it kind of, it's, it's a breath of fresh air when you can be around like-minded people who are doing the same thing, going through the same things that you are, and you don't have to have that conversation and put up that shield that, that really, you know, again, you see a lot of celebrities, athletes, you know, uh, you know, even, even people who, you know, are good at, uh, you know, on the education side or what have you, you know, it's not always what, what we want to talk about, you know, it's not always what we want to, what we want to be immersed in all the time. So, you know, that was, that was really, you know, kind of where, where I wanted this conversation to kind of go, because I mean, I know that all of us had our, our great moments, all of us had our, our down moments and, you know, for as great as everything is and as bad as everything is, I think we take from it what we, what we want. And, you know, looking back, you know, we're talking about some funny stories with Kevin, you know, Jet's telling us about, you know, his, uh, you know, his frustration, you know, knowing that he was, you know, he was ready and he was there, but it wasn't being noticed by the people who ultimately had the final decision. And then for me, you know, going through and fighting through an injury battle that, you know, ultimately I kind of stayed away from for a little bit, luckily, but it caught up to me in the long run and, and ultimately making it not as, as enjoyable as possible. So, I mean, you look at the three experiences that we all had, but I think we all look at it as a collaborative effort and, you know, Kev, you know, you'll talk about, you know, us winning, a, you know, a championship. You'll talk about, you know, the, the funny moments that happened during a game. But I think that's pretty much it. Like, we don't ever talk about, remember when this guy made that play? Remember when that guy made that play? Yeah. You know, we'll do that from time to time, but very rarely will we ever kind of sit around in a group and, and talk about that because that's not the important stuff. The important stuff is, you know, us three still sitting here, after 18 years of, of knowing each other, you know, dicking around every week, laughing it up over, you know, you know, nonsense that's going on in, in the sports world and, and really, you know, continuing that brotherhood that, that we started. So, um, well, and Kyle, it's funny that you say that because not, none of us brought up coaches and I was hoping someone would, but well, bring it uh, up, man. <laughs> well, okay. For me at the beginning, you know, we had one guy that we, we kind of looked like. And then shortly, what, I, probably our second year, um, second or third year, um, uh, the education committee decided that they were going to desegregate based on race. So what they ended up doing was they brought in another coach who was black. And um, that, that coach kind of opened the doors and uh, more black players were recruited. So suddenly we had a kind of a 50-50 split of um, black players and white players. And there was a rift and we felt it. Uh, fortunately, the new coach who had come on realized that he had to overcome that obstacle with us first. And uh, so we went away to a camp, right? For our training camp. And 
you know, there was lots of fights on the field. Guys weren't getting along. Um, we had, there was one fella that was on the team was on the O line, great singer. Um, and he was just, he was kind of crossing those, um, you know, those bridges and helping people to hold hands and, and live in harmony. And eventually we fixed our problems and we became a pretty good team too, as a result. But then when we got back into to campus, there were so many students that just weren't understanding and adopting this um, desegregated way of life that we've now adopted. And, uh, you know, there were some powers that be that had threatened uh, our new coach that if he lost one game, he was out of a job and they were going to give it back to our old coach. And uh, I think our old coach was okay with that. But the new coach, uh, he was nervous. You know, he had moved his family. He was dealing with some stuff. And, uh, you know, we kept winning. We kept winning, except for in the semifinals when the uh, the refs and the, the committee decided that they were going to go against us and, and kind of fix that game. But our old coach stepped up to the plate and uh, he left no doubt. He left no doubt that night. And uh, we won. We won that game. And uh, it was all great until until Gary died in that car accident. And then, uh, and then yeah, that was pretty much it. That was, you know what? That was my experience with coaching. So, what you can say is, is like you know, you, you remembered, you remembered a lot of you know the the moments that happened. We and were giants. It it, it, really, it really took like a monumental, like almost like titan like performance to to make it to that level. But you remember it fondly. Remember it fondly. That's five, five, <laughs> right there. There it is. I got my topic in five. <laughs> I wanted to go a tan, a tan, because I had tan in there for you. A fucking tan. Tan. I was going to go hey, on Kim. Hey, Kim, you, you want to go to prom with me? <laughs> oh. oh, man. So, oh, so we, were, we were getting a little too serious here, so Kev had to bring it back. <laughs> That's great. This is how I bury my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, just put man. it right down in the pit of our stomach. Yeah, that was um, great. That was great. But in all seriousness, I think we all reiterated the big thing, right? We're all buddies. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know what? For other, this is going to sound horrible in, in many ways, but for other generations, maybe bonding in their early twenties with other guys and becoming friends with life meant going to war, and we kind of did in a very different way, a very safe way oh. for the most part, except for the CTE. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think. I think we all had fun in the, in those formative years together and we found like-minded people that we still make memories with today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, obviously opening up a little bit you can kind of see the, you know, where, where a lot of, you know, the, uh, the things come from every week when you listen to, the three of us kind of talk about what, uh, what we're passionate about. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny how, you know, Kev, you, I don't know, it was done in, in a facetious light, but you brought up the coaching aspect of it. And Jet, you had talked about it initially. Um, you know, the, I, I think one of the other fun things for us is, you know, as we've kind of gotten older and away from playing the game, we've all become coaches. And <clears throat> I think that's something that's really, you know, stood out for all of us because I think it, you know the game still means a lot, and it's not even just about you know the actual game. It's, it's about you know passing on the the lessons and passing on the knowledge that that we kind of accrued um, over the course of our adolescence. And uh, yeah, and, and I mean, I think it kind of keeps us all involved. And I know that uh, you know we've all got kids now, and we're all going to probably be sporting a clipboard sooner rather than later in whatever sport you know they they decide to play. But, um, yeah, I mean, a, a, you know, a very, you know, cool thing is obviously Kev, you know, you and I have, have coached together. Jet, you and I have coached together and against each other, which, uh, which has provided Shut some. Shut up. How yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did that championship game go, fellas? Twice. <laughs> somebody a face. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Jet, I, I – I, I have to bring this up because obviously, I mean, you're, you're a very humble guy. I mean, you, you would never, you know, go out and actively, you know, um, you know, spout this off in front of anybody, but you know, the, the amount of players that you have been able to, you know, 
work and coach with and, and kind of mold and, and, you know, give them the knowledge that you have and, and, you know, see them flourish at, at levels that, uh, you know, we can only dream of achieving. I mean, you know, you look at some of the guys that you've been in contact with, like going down to the NCAA at Oklahoma, going down to Michigan and, you know, the Texas state, um, staying up here in Canada for Ottawa U and McMaster and other schools of that nature. Um, I, I mean, that's such a cool thing. And you know, that's, that's a really big kudos to you for what you've been able to, to really accomplish there. And, and I mean, um, again, again, you know, regardless of who we, who we thought, you know, should have been playing when we were, when we were, you know, on the field, you know, the impact that, that you've left on, on those kids and, you know, that generation of, of players is, you know, is fairly unmatched, man. So, I mean, good, uh, good on you. Kudos to you, buddy. Oh, I, I appreciate that. They, they, they were, they were the physical specimens. I just tried to help, help guide them into a, you know, a nice spot. That's all. That is all. That is all. Yeah. But I mean, Actually, all... on that topic, that reminds me of uh, a time. I'm not going to do a movie. I'm not going to do a movie. Um, I thought you were going to go Michael Jackson and said, remember, I remember the time. So I was like, no, oh, no, God. he never made a football movie, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> I, Jet, I was at uh, Ottawa U uh, two years ago. We were doing, we do a, uh, an all-star banquet for the high school teams and Ottawa U hosted it. And a bunch of the players always come out and they get some free pizza at our banquet or whatever, like the Ottawa U players. But there was a, one player came up to me and the first thing he's like, hey, I just wanted to say hi. Uh, my coach always talked about you and I, and I know who you are. And I was like, oh, who's your coach? He goes, Oh, Coach Jethro. And first of all, it's hilarious when I hear another guy refer to you guys as coach. Like a kid. <laughs> because it's just like, that idiot? Like, are you holding them in such high regard for a second? I can tell you some stories, young man, about that guy you hold in high regard. But it was just, it was hilarious. And, and Kyle, you too, obviously. Like I, I was coaching, um, well, if we don't want to use names, but, you know, I was coaching one of our favorite players in high yeah. school he played for you in the community. And uh, the one thing that I always tell about guys that you guys coached, they were just like respectful, good people, like shake your hand, look you in the eye, pleasant, cordial. They knew how to carry a conversation. And it's kind of, it's, it's a nice feeling when you see, well, one, when you get to coach a guy that one of your buddies is coached. Yeah. That's been enjoyable yeah. for me, to be honest, especially with Kyle's guys. Yeah, Jeff, sure. I never got any of your talented guys to come to my school or else maybe if I had you and Kyle's guys together on one team. Actually, we did. And we used to win that Ontario All-Star thing all the time. <laughs> we, used to, we used to fustigate people. But but uh, I, I just always found it funny because, one, I could see your your guys' influence on them. And uh, the, the player that I was talking to that day – just like a great kid, nice kid. And then I saw the other day, he's invited to the CFL pro day combine thing. They're doing the virtual thing and he's touted to get drafted. And I'm like, Jethro strikes another one, right? Just good, good kid, great football player. And you right away came up and introduced himself to me and I wanted to say that he knew you. And I was like, yeah, just good kids. And I could see the influence that you guys have had. And it's nice to see on my end too, when I have them in my class. But if I'm teaching these kids, they're always the good kids that are helping out. So I get to see that firsthand. So I get to see the impact you guys make on their lives outside of football, too. And you do a good job, which reminds me of a coach I had in high school. <laughs> Bud Kilmer was, uh, he was a pretty good coach. I had a statue, really demanding, coached my, my dad. And um, he used to say my dad was a no talent something or other, but. Uh, I can't remember much of that story, but I just wanted to go to Brown. I didn't really care for football much. Uh, my friend Tweeter was a date rapist, though, so <laughs> probably shouldn't have football going on anymore. Wow. Not, not in that oh. South Texas town, that's for sure. Oh, man. Well, um, good thing is, is that, you know, your old quarterback who got injured took over as the coach. So, yes. um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that kind of set the program off for, uh, for success in the long run. Loved, loved to drive cars, that guy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just realized the sadness of that. Sorry. <laughs> Thinking of the movie, not the real life. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Oh, I'm bummed out. 
Uh, <laughs> um, Which reminds me of the time we went to state. It was the Texas 5A championship in Dallas Carter. Um, we got beat up pretty bad in that first half, but really mounted a comeback. But unfortunately, in the end, we didn't win it. But my dad took his ring off from his state championship, put it on my finger. And can, can I? were all right for us. I make a comment. During that movie, you know when he's hung over the next morning after he like kicks the windows out of the car and he chucks the yes. ring out of the window? Yeah. The next morning when he's up, what is he drinking out of that jug? It looks it like looks chocolate like milk. It looks like egg yolks, right? But like, I don't but I don't think it's chocolate milk. Like it looks like it looks like dog. chocolate eggs. Like it, it Yeah. I remember that. It's funny that we've never talked about this, the two of us, in all the years we've known each other. But every time I've watched that movie, I'm like, what the hell is that man drinking after after what he just put his liver through? He's just got a giant like jug of Bloody Mary. For his <laughs> just a huge thing of foodborne illness that he's Oh, my God. Um, well done. So that's what? That's seven now. Yeah. See? I'm, I'm not saying that I'm probably the, the the talent on this show, but anyone listening, please write into the website and say what your favorite part about this evening was. I think we all know it's Jethro's story about politics and football. <laughs> if anybody can remember that far back, Christ, you've uh, <laughs> you've gone through so many movies. I think I've I have to give credit. This was Lindsay, my wife's idea. Because I was telling her what we were talking about tonight. And I was like, yeah, I'm bummed because I really wanted to talk about my top five football movies because I love those topics. Yeah. Those are things we would talk about anyways without a podcast. Yeah. She's like, you should just pretend that the storylines <laughs> from football were stories from your football career. And I'm like, done. Yeah. This is why we're married. Great job, Lids. That's, yeah. uh, I, you know, sorry I name dropped there, but. Uh, That's okay. Um, my, wife, my wife's name is Lindsay. <laughs> a social security number is um anyways that's uh i think i think that was a that was a good chat fellas obviously it's it's good to reminisce a little bit and obviously kev it was uh very <laughs> impressive to see your your performance and in, in giving you know you know as many movie drops as, as you did there so we kind of had two shows in one you know two shows in one which is uh which is good it's uh you know it's giving the Still people what real they want. stretchy giving the people what they want for sure um but anyways i mean you know getting back into you know the regular string of things next week i just thought we just you know could use a little bit of a of a break and just to reset and have a you know have a, a real <clears throat> talk discussion tonight and obviously i think it it went a little bit differently than uh, than i think all of us were anticipating but in the, in the best way possible so yeah. that was good um but yeah i mean you know what you could take from this everybody is you know Jethro was a you know athletic freak, um, one of the fastest, strongest you know uh, athletes I've ever seen, um, and ultimately was uh, was one of the best you know pass rushers that uh, you know that that the city's ever produced. Um, Kev, you know, may not have looked like it, but was definitely a dynamo <laughs> on the uh, on the field. Um, Son of a bitch. <laughs> But again, like three-time All-Canadian, you know, the guy went to the East-West Bowl, the CFL Combine, um, was a was a four-time OUA All-Star. Um, so, I mean, you can't get any more accolades than, than this guy. I know he sounds like he uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about or he, he likes to kind of, you know. Based on the Jeopardy episode. <laughs> but but the guy the guy could play, so. Um, and a Hall of Famer. A Hall, of, a Hall Famer. of Famer to boot. I mean, that was uh, – the pinnacle right there yeah well it was tough after our entire team uh, on that plane crashed and uh, we had to start it all up again and uh, i'd survived it was difficult for me to make friends with all the new incoming players and the new coaches but we managed to uh we managed to put a team together and that was the victory even though we didn't get a lot of wins after that that was the victory randy moss played with us yeah 30 years later um <laughs> That's uh, that's what nine. Eight. Now. We're at eight, eight I think eight, now. Eight for good sure. Job. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, 
say what you will the guy is uh, the guy is impressive with his uh, with his wit and uh, obviously he's done all this making it up on the spot so not only is he you know um was he a very good football player in his own right but now with his uh his linguistic abilities is able to you know not only teach on a day-to-day basis but uh but be ultimately the the very funny comic relief that uh, that we all need on, uh, on this podcast i just like movies <laughs> Um, and yeah, um, I mean, I was a bag of shit, so we can, uh, we can, we can move past that. Um, well, hang on, Kyle, that feels bad. <laughs> you, you are out of all of us here, the only guy with pro experience and that was part of Jeopardy, right? We heard that. Yeah. A very, very brief pro experience. And actually, Kev, I've never answered your question that, that you asked during the podcast. I caught it when I was uh, editing it. Um, uh, yes. You asked me how my reps against Cam Wake went in training camp, and uh, the answer is not good. Um, I, in I fairness, everyone who's ever played against that man yeah. probably can say the same thing. I don't. I don't think I got a finger on him in two reps, and then as soon as that happened, I never got any more reps at tackle. They kicked me in the center full time. So. <laughs> That's fair. And the story uh, of Canadian O lineman lives on in the CFL, though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But. Uh, you know, would have been something if it wasn't for my bum knee. Um, <laughs> says, says every 50 year old drunk father who played high school football once. Um, oh, God. But, anyways, no, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the three of us jabber on and uh, kind of reminisce a little bit. I know that it was, uh, it was definitely, um, you know, definitely fun for us every time we get to, to do that. So again, next week promise we'll, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming and, uh, and bring you some more stuff. Obviously it's, it's draft month guys in the NFL. So very exciting for all of us. Um, and we've got a lot of pro days that just finished up a lot of mock drafts coming out. For those of you who, uh, who enjoy reading mock drafts, head on over to Dines press box. I've actually put up, uh, my mock draft 1.0 up there. So, uh, so go give it a read and, uh, you know, see if, uh, you know, see if I can actually, you know, get 20% of the first round correct. So I'll probably be putting on another one in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we've got some pretty good guests lined up for, uh, for the next few weeks as well. So, you know, should be, uh, should be an exciting month of April for the, uh, for the front office podcast, but um, you know, for a final thought, uh, I just wanted to, to bring out, so uh, nine years ago today, um, my cousin Liam unfortunately passed away due to leukemia, and uh, you know, obviously, it's a, it's an emotional day for my family. But you know, just wanted to uh, to bring that out that you know, Liam uh, definitely was a, a very you know big beacon of light for everybody. He was a you know burgeoning hockey player. Um, you know, he was playing in the OHL at the time of his passing, and you know, ultimately uh, didn't get to live out everything that uh, that he was he was bound for but uh again you know he uh he's still with us each and every day and you know you guys i think we're lucky enough to, to meet him a couple times and um and get to see you know the kind of the kind of goofball that he was so you know today is just a day of, of fond memories and whatnot for for him and anybody out there who's uh, who's lost somebody obviously just just take the good times and remember all the all the all the good stuff from uh, from their lives and how they affected you so um yeah, you know, moving on to that, um, you know, don't forget to uh, to rate, review, and subscribe, and, and please, everybody, you know, go and support local. I know that it's going to be very tough with uh, with the new stay at home order over the next little while, but you know, anytime you get an opportunity, please go out and do that. There's so many people that you know need need us more than ever right now. Um, that you know their their lives are at stake, so. Um, I won't give a shout out to anybody in particular this week, but just everybody who owns a small business, just, you know, keep fighting the good fight and everybody who, you know, is able to go and support small business as much as possible. Um, On that note, fellas, anything to end the show off with? That's it for me. I'm tapped out of movies. (laughs) Eight's your limit. (laughs) Well, go ahead, Jed. No, I was gonna say I got, I got nothing either. So my, my my it's been a long day. So. Yeah, Jet's been working for twelve hours, so uh, we uh, we forced him to come on and uh, and do a little chat tonight. But we appreciate it, man. Um, 
But yeah, go go take care of your kids. Go get some sleep. And uh, congrats again on the new house. Can't wait to come see it. And uh, <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll definitely you know make it uh, make it the new spot for uh, for our UFC events. For sure, for sure. Kids are already sleeping. I'm just trying to get it in. So. <laughs> <laughs> We all know what that means. Aren't we all? Um, that means get some food in my belly. <laughs> support local. Support local. Get it in. Support local. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you Good next. night, guys. Good night, everybody.